0: Despite the Green Bay Packers arguably having seven starters not playing due to injury, they lost in Atlanta in heartbreaking fashion, giving up a late touchdown. How did it happen? We'll ask the one and only Franklin Hillside of the Packer-ranter. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Packers fans welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV I'm your host Brian Caravu. we're talking some Packers football this morning we're talking about a loss to the Atlanta Falcons unfortunately but to break the game down, we have us joining us on the phone today. Expert interview. We have the esteemed Franklin Hillside of PackerRanter.com and Packer at PackerRanter on Twitter. Mister Hillside, how are you doing this morning? Despite the loss, I'm doing all right. Brian, how are you? Very good. We're glad you could join us on the show. Um, we got a lot of things to talk about here, uh, Franklin, and it, it's difficult to put a finger on how exactly the Packers lost this game because they did a lot of things well. the The run defense did very good job holding the Falcons to less than 100 yards. They didn't let Julio Jones go crazy, but several of the other Packers or Falcons receivers did well. Do you think they maybe put too much emphasis on stopping Jones?
1: I don't think you can ever put uh, too much
0: emphasis on a player like Julio
1: Jones. I mean, I think you could put seven guys on him and just rush four would be an acceptable strategy to to try to slow a receiver like him down. I thought some of the breakdown and where they didn't didn't maybe fail to to capitalize was a pass rush. Um, Matt Ryan is not exactly a, a, a graceful gazelle um, if you get him <laughs> off his off his set. I mean I think he had a lot of time to work, um, which is the Packers just didn't, couldn't seem to get the pressure that they have in, in previous games. And, and um, you don't expect a guy like Austin Hooper to have a, a good game, or 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 a guy like Taylor Gabriel. Although the, the pass that he had, uh, the the catch that he had from Ryan was was pretty much unstoppable. So.
0: Yeah, Matt Ryan played well last night in spite of the Packers' pass rush. Uh, so all this being said, though, I mean, what what did you think of the job Ladarius Gunter did on Julio Jones? Because uh, pretty much he did his job for the most part.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a second-year undrafted corner going going against one of the best receivers in the league, I, I, I think he, he, he played admirable. Um, I, I'll never admit to anyone that he may have had a little help with Jones being gimpy. You couldn't get me to admit that. Um, but, but, but overall I, he played very well. Um, you know, Julio kept going out there and, and Gunter matched up and, 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 and did what he had to do.
0: Yeah. Julio Jones was healthy for about a quarter and a half. So uh, definitely he did a great job on him for that quarter and a half for sure. No doubt about that. <laughs> and he did well the whole game. Uh, just that, uh, yeah, Jones got, got injured there, even though you, you won't admit to it. Um, Franklin, ne- no. neither Julio Jones nor Jordy Nelson had a catch in the second half, which was more surprising to you. Uh, I, I,
1: I, just because he, he seemed to be finding, uh, plenty of space to work in the first half. He looked like he was getting open. Um, and Rodgers was was finding him. Um, like I said, I'll never admit that Jones was uh, maybe not 100% for the rest of the game. But, but uh, um, you, you know, in, in Jones' case, I think uh, his, his his teammates were getting open. And, um, you know, maybe the, the Ryan just sort of shifted to looking towards them. So I, I'd have to say um, Jordy not, not getting a pass in the second half was, was more surprising to me.
0: All right, so the guy distributing the football here, Aaron Rodgers, can can we say he's back after throwing four touchdowns, zero interceptions, leading the team in rushing? You might quibble with uh, the the final drive of the game, but is Aaron Rodgers back?
1: Oh, I was hoping I could get into this uh, conversation about where Aaron Rodgers has gone. This is fantastic. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for including <laughs> me in this. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I I I'm not really sure how to how to answer back, not back. Um I don't know that he really I'm kind of in the camp that didn't really ever think he went anywhere. Um so coming back is, is uh uh not maybe where I'd where I'd where I'd throw him support behind. I, I just think he played really well. I think uh um I think he, he was finding guys to was the guys quick um and, and when he did have time he was um you know looking across the whole field and and when he needed to he took off and ran um you know his, his receivers made made plays and and for the most most part uh, the the guys up front did a good job so back not back i i don't know he, he never left in my opinion so he he played really well <laughs>
0: Fair enough we're talking to Franklin Hillside of the Packer Ranter here at RailBird Central on Cheesehead TV on a Monday morning. Franklin, uh, did it surprise you that they didn't get the running backs like Niall Davis and Don Jackson more involved, considering, you know, Eddie Lacy didn't play, James Starks didn't play, Ty Montgomery didn't play, all those things? Yeah,
1: it it, it really did surprise me. Um, Although, we all know Mike McCarthy loves him, some fullback runs. Um, so, um, you know, I, there was a, there was a run really in the game where Don Jackson looked like he was running from a a, a house fire or something. I mean, he looked fast and like he was on a mission and, um, you know, it didn't, uh, it, it didn't seem to, to come up later in the game. I'm not sure where, uh, if they were worried that they were just going to keep throwing the ball and they don't trust those guys to uh uh provide you know protection for rogers in the pocket um or what but i i was surprised um you know but uh good old aaron ripkowski took uh you know took the most of uh of his opportunities i think he averaged uh about five yards a carry so um i guess he that was working I guess <laughs> so keep at it but yeah it, it,
0: it did surprise me that, that
1: that Davis and especially Jackson didn't didn't get more opportunities
0: maybe they will in the coming weeks here but what did you think of the contributions by the rookies especially Trevor Davis and Geronimo Allison they have career high in and snaps and catches and touchdowns each scoring their first NFL touchdown what'd you think of them
1: I did predict that uh, Trevor Davis, Geronimo Allison, and Jeff Janis all would score touchdowns prior <laughs> to the game. Just, yes. just wanted to throw that out there. I think I was, I was one of the few. Um, no, I, I think uh, Davis and, and Allison both played uh, very, very well. Um, you know, Allison, especially after just getting moved up from the practice squad to have a couple catches and, and a touchdown is, is uh, impressive. And, and Davis, again, I mean, he, he looks the part. He's fast um and did a great job on on uh, um that uh, uh punt return punt kick punt um it, it looked looked great so um you know I, I think that just bodes well for for the team going forward to have have two rookies step in like that and 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 show that it's 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 not too big it's not too fast for them, and uh, and play well
0: Speaking of receivers here, uh, not a rookie, but w- what was your reaction to the contributions by Devonte Adams now with two straight games with, uh, 10 plus receptions, actually 12 plus receptions? Uh, it's, it, I mean, anytime you hit a uh, double
1: digit receptions in a game, I, I think you're, you're doing something right. And you're, you're, you're making a, a valuable comp- contribution, um, to the team. I, I thought he's been playing, devonte has been playing very well, um, I've long been a, a Devonte supporter and, and fan um, even through his uh, maybe down second year. Um, and, it, and it's good to see that, that he, he's kind of reaching his potential and, and um, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is giving him the ball and, and it seems to have built, built that trust that we all have heard is so important <laughs> for him to have with his receivers. So I think it's, I think it's great, and like I said, for for a young guy, third year guy, to to make these contributions, it it only bodes well for the future.
0: Um, uh, speaking of the future here, I mean, this team has been snake bitten by injuries. Uh, are they on the verge of bigger things once they get all these players back? I mean, you you could, like I said, you could argue there they miss seven starters: Cobb, Montgomery, Matthews, Randall, Rollins, Cook, Starks even Shields and Lacey on injured reserve. I mean, are, are they, can they, you know, come back and do big things once all these guys get healthy? Oh, absolutely. I
1: mean, I, I, I'm the eternal, the eternal optimist um, regardless. So I'd say that even if I didn't believe it was a (laughs) a, a, a snowball chance in HG double toothpicks. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think, even last night, what they showed, um, you know, w- was impressive. Uh, moving forward with those guys, I would be excited. But but to have those pieces, um, to have those pieces come back is it, it really bodes well, especially with a guy like a, a veteran like Cobb and and a guy like Montgomery that that's so versatile and can do so many things. Um, I, I think, and on defense especially to to get to get your your two of your top corners back I think is obviously huge. I, I think last night, um it, it having Randall and Rollins, and obviously Shields as well would have would have made that game a a different uh, a different story. Guys like Taylor Gabriel and Austin Hooper wouldn't have had <laughs> career games if, if you've you've got that defensive backfield. Um so yeah, I, I do think there there's big things in store. But Again, take that with a grain of salt because, like I said, I'm an eternal optimist who will always say that. Um, but I think there's, and I know comparisons have been made, but there's a striking similarity to 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 2010 with with um, you know injuries and, and being sort of down in the beginning of the season and and you know maybe putting it together over the course of the season
0: and and uh,
1: you know hopefully get get hot at the right time and and, and get some guys back.
0: Sounds good to me, uh, Franklin. Thank you so much for uh, t- taking some time and talk to us this morning. How how many, by the way, how many Pulitzer prizes has uh, your work gotten at thepackerranter.com? dot com? I've lost well, count, Brian. I, I
1: I I don't like to to talk about the 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 the, the recognition um, that we've gotten, um, but uh, I, I will say just thanks for everyone that that follows or. Or reads but yeah it's it's 10 Pulitzers
0: just FYI okay that's very good thanks for <laughs> reminding me thanks so much uh <laughs> take care and uh we'll look forward to the next Pulitzer Prize <laughs> sounds good Brian okay. thanks yeah it. Franklin Hillside of PackerRanter.com or just at PackerRanter on Twitter one of the best follows if you're a Packers fan out there always entertaining uh win or lose um but unfortunately we're going to be breaking down a loss here the rest of this episode so let's let's get on with it Packers news of the day All right Packers lose 33 to 32 in Atlanta I thought the Packers played very well considering the circumstances once I saw before the game I mean Uh, I predicted a loss even, you know, dating back to the last episode of Railbird Central on Friday. Uh, Then seeing before the game, you know, Clay Matthews was out, Randall Cobb is out, Ty Montgomery's out. That almost cemented it for me there. Uh, I thought the Packers played very well in spite of all these things, especially on offense. Uh, And that was a heartbreaker knowing they were up in the game and to lose it in the fourth quarter. Uh, But to kind of provide some analysis for this game, doing our chips report, as we usually do, your blue chip players for this game. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. uh, You know, the reason he gets the blue chip from me is, uh, consider this for a second, considering he didn't have either Montgomery or Cobb at his disposal for this game. And considering that he basically had no running game to speak of to take pressure off of him in the passing game that made the performance by Aaron Rodgers on Sunday all the more impressive and i understand that Rodgers may not have looked good in the final drive you know this this was the point of the column by Bob McGinn of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel but i'm not grading Aaron Rodgers only on the final drive i'm i'm grading him personally uh, on his game as a whole, and, and you know, if, if I were to give him a, a a grade on just that final drive of the game where he was like one for four or whatever he was, you know, I, I'd probably give him a D, uh, only because that first throw to Jeff Janice that only took five seconds off the clock was so good. But after that, I, I mean, if you take that out of the equation, equation is probably an F. But the thing is, that was such a small part of the game. I can't put that much pressure on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders for one game when, I mean, you don't lose a game in the final seconds. You you lose it over your performance of the, of, of the course of the whole contest. And what he did is he led the Packers to four scoring drives. And here, here's Aaron Rodgers' stats. He was 28 of 36 for 246 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, a passer rating of 125.5 and was also the team's leading rusher with 60 yards on six carries and added a two-point conversion into the mix. There, to me, is not a whole lot more Aaron Rodgers can do in this game. It, to me, was the defense that let the team down, allowing the Atlanta Falcons to score 33 points. That 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 is a winning effort for a team on the road as far as the offense goes. So Aaron Rodgers as a whole to me was a blue chip performer uh even if he came up short in the final series of the game uh although I do understand the 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 point by you know Bob McGinn saying the the amount of game winning drives Aaron Rodgers has led this team to over the course of now a pretty long career has been underwhelming and I agree with that uh but I just can't hold him to that high of a standard for this game when he played so well for, you know, uh seven eighths of it, fifteen sixteenths of it, however you wanna, you know, break it down. Uh but your other blue chip performer, the guy who gets a blue chip in my estimation, would be Trevor Davis. Um, who to me he he first of all, he he played a career high snaps, he caught a career high three catches. Uh, for 24 yards, and twice made impressive receptions along the sideline. Uh, the first of which was, you know, impressive in its own right, uh, tiptoeing down the the right sideline, and, and then the second of which was in the corner of the end zone with tight tight coverage all over him, uh, falling down and 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 cradling the football. Uh, scoring his first career NFL touchdown. That, to me, was fantastic. Uh, but now add in what he contributed on special teams with a 55 punt return that, that helped set up his own second quarter touchdown. Uh, that right there uh, was blue chip worthy to me. So congratulations to the Packers rookie for really stepping up in a game he had to with with Cobb and Montgomery out. I mean, that that opened the door there to more playing time and releasing Aberderis uh, to a guy like Trevor Davis, who, you know, uh, you imagine bigger things are are yet to come for this young player. So uh, congrats to him. Your red chip players, the good, maybe not great, uh, Mike Daniels on the defensive side of the football. He might have made only one tackle, uh, but he was throwing around people all day in Atlanta. He was one of only two players on the defense that had sacks, uh, one of which went for a nine-yard loss. And he was pretty much mostly responsible for the Falcons' failed two-point conversion attempt in the second quarter. Uh, You know, not only that, he was part of a defense that uh, that did the job against the run, holding the Falcons to fewer than 100 yards rushing on the day. Uh so Mike Daniels he he did his job out there. He he was applying pressure for an especially considering an interior pass rusher. Uh he was the best on the team uh this day. It was unfortunate that nobody really joined him uh outside of the one sack by Julius Peppers there. Um it, you know, uh N- Nick Perry, Dayton Jones, uh these guys uh, Kyler Fackrell, J Ron Elliott, they did not provide a pass rush. Uh, Clay Matthews obviously injured and not playing, uh, but nobody stepping up in his absence either, uh, from the edges at least. Uh, really, no no pass rush there, and that was disappointing. Uh, but Mike Daniels did the job. Uh, it's unfortunate that nobody around him uh, came up to, to meet the level of his performance. Uh, from a pass rushing perspective, especially, but also solid in the run game. So, Mike Daniels very good. And the other one I'm am giving there. There's plenty of you know candidates out there. Um, it, but but the other red chip, I'm I'm actually giving to Aaron Ripkowski. Uh, for to me the best game of his career. Uh, I'm not normally in favor of the fullback getting so many carries, but. I I give the Packers a pass in this game, a game in which Eddie Lacy didn't play, James Starks didn't play, Ty Montgomery didn't play, Randall Cobb didn't play. I mean, basically the four leading rushers on this team. uh, I give the Packers a pass for feeding Ripkowski the football six times, and and he wasn't bad by any means. He gained 34 yards on six carries. That's an average of 5.7 yards a carry and even though his only catch went for a loss of a yard i, I bl- personally blame the coaches for a poor play call there uh but perhaps even more important was that he was secure with the football for touching it so much uh, a guy who hasn't really handled the football all i know he has before but not quite ever to this extent in a game uh so yeah you you understand with with the injury situation the Packers had, why they had to give the fullback the foot football so much? If you're going to have any uh, running game whatsoever, they had to give him the football a little bit, uh, and he did a good job. And and when he was blocking, did did fine too, did did good. So uh, he gets the red chip. I, I, like I said, there's you. I could certainly understand anybody making an argument for uh, a guy like Devontae Adams. who I think you know just deserves honorable mention here were catching 12 passes, but just the way he was used also having to, it was Devonte Adams lining up in the backfield with, with Montgomery and Cobb out. Oh, now they weren't going to, they weren't going to have Adams run the ball at all, uh, but he was catching passes out of the backfield, uh, which, which worked out for the most part. He's maybe not as dangerous as a, a time Montgomery in that role, but you know, in the pinch, the Packers were in, it worked. Uh, It worked enough for it to be effective in this game. Uh, So kudos to Devontae Adams and and honorable mention to Ladarius Gunter for the job he did against Julio Jones, um, which we already talked about with uh, Franklin Hillside earlier in the show and how, how well he did there, especially, again, bouncing back from that poor performance, what was it, two games ago in which he looked so bad. Uh, obviously looking like he learned a lesson from that and has been playing much better football since that time. All right, your cow chip performers. One goes to, unfortunately, the other cornerback, Dimitri Goodson, who I got these stats from profootballfocus.com um, prior to the show here. So Dimitri Goodson allowed four catches on five targets for 73 yards and a TD uh, Matt Ryan had a perfect 158.3 passer rating when targeting Goodson. And yeah, he was kind of the culprit there on the one touchdown to Gabriel. So, not a good day from Dimitri Goodson. Uh, he was one of the cow chip performers. The other, uh, now there were certainly other candidates who deserved it. Uh, it was a tough call. Ultimately, I'm going with Kyler Fackrell actually for the other cow chip. He had the offsides penalty that wiped out a third down stop. Uh, but on top of that, he, he played more than 40 combined snaps between defense and special teams and didn't have a single tackle to show for it. And I, I understand tackles are not the end-all, be-all statistic here. Uh, but it was his basic lack of production that was his Achilles heel on the day. Certainly, Kyler Fackerel played well early in the season, um, and I'm not saying he's chopped liver. He just didn't have a good day on Sunday. And and to tell you what, Nick Perry actually came a a close second here. Uh, ultimately, the the cow chip goes to Kyler Fackrell. But Nick Perry, uh, he he had a lack of production despite playing more snaps than anybody in the front seven on Sunday. Um, but you know, like I said, it was it's Fackrell's penalty that was the difference, and eventually led to a touchdown by the Falcons. Uh, but you know, lots of guys kind of let let things down in the front seven. I thought for the Green Bay Packers, uh, all at different points in the game, uh, that have to they got to be better than that. Nick Perry has, I mean, certainly on the whole, Nick Perry's had a very good year, uh, and Kyler Fakrell too. Just not good games this this particular day. Uh, that let the defense down and allowed the Falcons to put 33 points up on the scoreboard, a game in which the Packers perhaps could have and maybe should have won. Um, but there you go. There's your analysis in a nutshell of of the Packer game uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, but that leads us to this. The day ahead. All right, so the day ahead here. One Monday is always talk show circuit day in which there's plenty of them. But, you know, the most interesting show of the day here uh, this Monday is probably going to be Clubhouse Live. Not because Ty Montgomery reportedly has a mystery guest joining him as I've seen them promote on uh, uh, on the website and social media and stuff like that. But because the host... Montgomery can talk about his kidney ailment that I first saw reported by ESPN's Ed Werder and Josina Anderson on Sunday. Um, the report I saw said he had blood in his urine, so there's a scary Halloween thought for you. Uh, but but seriously, uh, I hope and we hope that Ty Montgomery is okay and and maybe he can offer a little bit more about what's ailing him on the show this evening. Uh, I believe 6.30 p.m. Central Time, streaming live at clubhouselive.com. That should make for some interesting subject matter, uh, perhaps before a little bit more levity later in the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty to dissect after a loss of the Falcons here. Uh, Mike McCarthy will hold his day-after-game press conference at a time yet to be published, but I'm sure uh, the organization will update that at some point, and when it will, it'll stream live at Packers.com. And also on Monday night, there's a game with NFC North implications um, as the Chicago Bears host the Minnesota Vikings at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN a game that's going to determine if the game if the uh, Packers are only one game back of the Minnesota Vikings or they are two games back. And I probably don't hold a lot of hope that the Chicago Bears are going to pull this one out because the Bears are so bad this year. But you never know. You never know. Um, so uh, big uh, Packers implications on Monday Night Football on ESPN. In addition to all sorts of, You know the usual talk show circuit here uh the fifth quarter inside the huddle in the huddle um pack attack uh packers live with larry mccarron all these recording uh and open to the public on monday evening so uh if you're in the area you can go check those out or watch them on tv or however you're listening to uh over the radio airwaves however you you check them out so there you go Uh, Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us here on a Monday morning. Hopefully a little bit of therapy for you after a disappointing Packers loss. Uh, Thanks for your patience with my voice, which is a little bit raspy today. Uh, I was at the Wisconsin Badgers win. That was a good moment there on Saturday night against Nebraska and lost my voice uh, doing so, cheering for them, Um, thankfully, in a winning effort. So, Uh, But that's making me a little bit raspy and and perhaps appropriately on Halloween here today. So have a good Halloween, everyone. We'll be back on Wednesday with our typical Wednesday guest, Nathan Yonke of Uh, profootballfocus.com. Railbird Central airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, typically at uh, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. My call to action is always as usual if you've not done so already. Please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It's the one st- small thing we ask. The show is free of charge. No subscription. No paywall. So if you can do us a solid, head to iTunes, search Cheesehead TV. It'll pop right up. Give us a five-star rating and a brief little review. doesn't have to be anything long. Uh, but we like that because it helps get word out about the show. And we think it's a service to Green Bay Packers fans. So thank you to those of you that have. That does it, folks. Uh, Like I said, have a happy Halloween, and we'll talk to you in just two more days. I leave you today with a song called Can't Wait Another Day by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go Pack Go.